the Radio Randomly podcast. Hosted by Gondi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio. I'll tell you what, we're racking up some episodes now, aren't we? Even people suggesting people I can chat to, which is great. Keep that stuff coming through. I'm trying to work my way through as many radio people as I possibly can on and off the air. But I do have chats lined up with Riley Rose Harper. She wrote a great article on imposter syndrome and what it's like working in radio and dealing with that. She met one of her idols, Kate Langbrook, and she kind of asked herself the question, will I ever live up to that? You know, put herself in the same ballpark. She does the same job as someone she's looked up to for a long time. And I think it's only healthy, it's only natural that we ask ourselves these questions. I think anyone that's worked on air would have had those moments where they go, am I funny? Do people find me interesting? Do they like me? When you put so much of yourself out there every single morning if you're on the air. So really interested in chatting to Riley Rose Harper. That is coming up very soon. She works at Hit 104.9 on the border. She does a breakfast show with Seamus. Also, some guys who spent a bit of time on the border are Tom and Ollie. They left there. They're now at Triple M doing a night show. So I've got a chat in the works with those guys coming up very soon where we talk about them leaving the border and how they ended up at Triple M. My name is Gaundy. I'm hosting the Radio Randomly podcast. And a massive thanks to everyone who's messaged through and said they like the podcast. It really keeps me going and wanting to record these things when I hear people are getting something out of it. And I enjoy doing it, so it's a good time. Today, Tanya Hennessy joins me. I've done a bit of work with Tanya Hennessy. We hosted a summer national show at the start of this year together for the Hit Network, which was uh, Gold Coast, Newcastle, Canberra, and these kind of stations. And she came off the back of working with Ryan John, and I came off the back of working with Bree, my co-host last year, who moved to New Zealand. And they put us together, and we had a great two weeks. Tanya, she's really radio-minded. I know you might know her for a social media stuff and the stuff that she does on Facebook and YouTube and she gets big hits, but she is radio minded. Even when it comes to those ideas, she sees it as an extension on radio. So she's always thinking radio first, but she has now taken over national weekends for the hit network. She does Saturday, Sunday mornings in all the big markets, Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane, Adelaide, Perth, you can name it all. And this is big when you think of the amount of radio stations. So she joins me this week and a massive thanks to Tanya for giving up her time to chat with me on the Radio Randomly podcast. The Radio Randomly podcast, chatting randomly to radio people about radio. Tanya Hennessy, we've already been chatting for 10 minutes, so we might as well hit record and get into this podcast, mate. <laughs> oh, God. I just love you so much. I'm so stoked to be on your podcast. I just like talking to you. I just like talking to you, mate. I feel like this one can go much longer than the 30 minutes of the other ones that we've been doing because you and I get along very well and we can chat about just about anything. But I wanted to get you on because this is a radio-based podcast and fascinated with how Weekend Breakfast is going in 2018, National on the Weekend. So that's... Saturday, it's Sunday huge, morning really. for the Hit Network. This is what you wanted, mate. National, it's huge. Mate, mate, mate. <laughs> yeah, it is actually. Like yeah. I die. Like, you know, I get so excited to get on air because I'm like, oh my God, this is national. Oh my God, like this is, you know, I, when I first started in radio, I think a lot of people thought or, you know, a lot of people want Metro Breakfast and yes, I have ambitions for that. But what I've always more wanted is a national show, like Drive, 
you know, weekend breakfast. Um, I'd love this shift that Dan and Maz did a couple of years back, which was from 6 p.m. till 8 p.m. I know these are like really random shifts. It's just that I guess my goal was always national. So getting to be on air every weekend to every single person who listens to the Hit Network in Australia is beyond it's crazy. Do you know how many radio stations it is exactly? I don't know. I think it's, is it 90? I don't know. That's I don't a, want to think about it too much. That's a lot of radio stations, mate. That is a lot of people you chat to every weekend. Yeah. It's really cool when the phones light up. Cause it's like, you know, Bendigo, Tasmania, Toowoomba, Townsville. And you're like, oh, this is so cool. And you know, markets I used to work in like Griffith and, and Toowoomba, like I said before in Canberra. And you're like, oh. I don't know. It's it's cool, like because I've worked in Newcastle, I've worked in all these different markets, so it's it's cool because you're like, oh, I'm back on air talking to you again. It's funny what you get excited about because I did last year with my co-host Bree. We did a Saturday morning show, which was uh, it was network, but it was to Canberra and Gold Coast and Newcastle yes. and these kind of stations. But the yeah. ones we got excited about the most were these small radio stations in Australia. Like someone's calling through from Dubbo. What they Dubbo? Call- What's going on in Dubbo? Like they're the ones you get it's excited the best. about. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, I, it's, I don't know. It's the best feeling. I, I remember I did a fill-in weekend breakfast show with um, Jules Lund and when Jules was away, or no, I was Dan DeBoof as well. And I just, it's so, I don't know, the, when the phones light up for a national show, it's like adrenaline. And I feel like that's like the reason I do radio. I love talking to callers. I love hearing people's stories. That's like when I feel really alive, like my background is in theatre and improv. And that's like free thought. You're talking to Australia. People are calling through from all these places. It's just so like exciting. Someone who's anxious, living in the moment's really hard, but radio is the one thing that unlocks my anxiety because I'm truly present. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. And, but so I know. With, with someone with anxiety, and I know you've talked about it before, and this puts you in that moment, but how are you feeling in the lead up to it? You know, you've got five days to kind of plan for these two shows. Uh, you kind of got to let it go because otherwise you just like obsess. Uh, and that's one thing I definitely miss about doing full-time radio because you don't have that prep time, if that makes sense. You sort of just news on, news on, news go. You know, like the, the turnaround time's quick. You find out the news five minutes or, you know, an hour before you go on and you got to think quickly. Whereas this time you've got like the week to prepare and sometimes I can overthink, which is not a great space for me. So I've just got to just take it as it comes. But uh I'm still work like I don't know I still think about it so seriously I take it so seriously cuz <laughs> I love radio like I really do and I'm really missing full time um because you know you you don't have your story arcs you don't have those big promotions you don't have prizes you don't have the cume of the you know people driving to work every day the interaction is different the engagement's different but I'm still living for it. But I, yeah, like I say, I take it really seriously. Every single moment that I'm finding content, I'm writing it down. You know, like I'm still so full on. I'm just so content obsessed. So how do you, I mean, cause you've got the five days and you get to the, do you ever have something on say a Monday and then you get to the Friday and you go, oh, that's gone now. Because like you said, if yes. you're on every single day, you're like, this is great. I'll use this tomorrow. But when you're saving yes. it for these two days, you're like, this is great. And then come Saturday, you're like, oh, that's five days old now. Yeah. Well, I think sometimes the weekend show is more of like a, a look at the week that has been uh, yeah. as opposed to the weekend, if yeah. that makes sense. And sometimes it is, you know, cause the Royal wedding is going to be on the weekend. Mother's day is on the weekend. So obviously you've got those Caesars, but of course you can recap like, Oh, did you see the Tim Tam genie? And then that was during the week and let's do it here. Or you can look forward like, Oh, the bachelor in paradise is coming. Here's my angle on that on Sunday. And you can do it on the, you know what I mean? So there is still chances to do it. 
like I'm still working those angles and I'm just, because I've got all this time, I'm like, oh, they should be really, really good and really refined. But yeah, you, I'm still very hard on myself. Do you get a chance to spend time with production and, and put stuff together for the weekend show during the week? We can if we want. And I d- like will, depending on if the idea comes, like we did a sketch the other week that was like R&B Fridays, um, but we should have theme days. So it was like Saturday Disney uh musical Monday, you know, and that was like a sketch that came up and then I felt like we needed to do it. So we went into production and made it happen. But sometimes, you know, you don't need that as much. Yeah. So it sort of just depends case by case basis and, and you know, what's come through and okay. what's inspiring you. I know you're living in Newcastle. So do you spend a lot of time in the Newcastle studios? Are you traveling to Sydney? Where about you doing the show from? I do the show in Sydney. Okay. Um, but I do my meetings in Newcastle, but I can do my meetings in Sydney. I'll do them basically wherever. Oh, mate, the beauty of <laughs> national. You can be wherever you are. You're a jet setter. You can get on a plane. You can do it from Melbourne. You can do it from Brisbane, Good. wherever you choose. But I really like being in the studio. Like right. it's so much better when you are, you know, looking your co-announcer in the eye. And you, you're working with Danny Lakey on this show. And so yeah, it's yeah. kind of a new thing. You guys uh, being put together to do the weekend breakfast show. How do you find building that relationship over a couple of days every week? It's so hard. It's I bet. so hard. <laughs> it would be yes, hard. Yes, of course. Yeah. It's just like dumb things. Like the other day I saw him walk into the toilet with a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing? Like, that's foul. And he's like, oh, I eat on the toilet. And I was like, are you, I can swear on this, yeah. fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> that's disgusting. That's not a thing. And then, you know, that's like, that, that's a great topic for on air. But that's something that I wouldn't have discovered if I hadn't gone going to the toilet at the same time of him as him. And I think a lot of content comes from just like hanging out with that person day in, day out, watching their weird neuroses, hearing their strange topics that they you know you know and and, and you, we, we obviously miss miss that so you got to like make use of those hours that you're together and did you try understand where he was coming from did you try and eat on the toilet just to just get a bit of perspective on what he was holy crap that's a great angle where he was going with that you know just say look i'll put it to the test to see what the fuss is oh, about i should have yeah I oh that's good eat a sandwich on the toilet tanya just take we a did it as a phoner. Ah. We asked, is it a thing? Is anybody else doing this? Okay. And everyone was like, it's disgusting. <laughs> oh. It's revolting. It's and someone was like, oh, I... except for one man called up and said he had like a roast dinner on the toilet once because he was having a fight with his wife. And I was like, well, that's sort of excusable. Who's having a roast dinner on the toilet? He said he took it in I there just, to get away. Yeah, but like, is is he pooing at the same time? You can't put something in the same time it's coming out. You know what I mean? And that's what Danny's doing. He said that he had a cup of tea on the toilet the other day. That's not okay. It is bizarre. It is absolutely. He's a bizarre bloke though. He's weird, but I'm like into it. He's so interesting. And so do you find that relationship is building though, even though it is just a couple of days and you're kind of, you're building on that? For sure. For sure. But like, I often leave and I'm like, oh, I want to do more. And that's the thing, you know, like when you're doing weekends and you're used to doing full time, you've got that, you know, like I've got the radio bug and I just want to, yeah, I'm definitely missing doing full time, but you know, I'm, I'm still glad that I decided to take this year to, to really have a look at other things that were around for me. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm experiencing other things like that I would normally never get to do inside of breakfast hours. Like do, I've been doing a bit of stuff on the morning show yeah. and obviously that's in Sydney. And when I was living in a regional market, that was impossible and to get there for the eight 
on the 950 call. And it's really fun doing live TV because it's like live radio, but makeup. You also get to sleep, which is good. So that keeps you going. You don't have to get up too early for that. But you mentioned these things. So you've got the TV going on, massive on digital, weekend breakfast. Which one's your favourite? Is it radio? Do you still love radio, number one? Of course I love radio. Like it's in my veins. Don't you feel that way too? Like you just like... Well, Love it. I don't have the other things going on. I'm not. I'm not massive on the. the well, look, you're doing a podcast about radio. <laughs> yeah, true. So true. So true. So you true. Know, so. No, I, I don't know. I love it. And you know, like I've do, been doing some fill-ins for um, Emma Rossiano on Two Day Breakfast, and like that is a good time. That is like. I get so excited whenever I get the call up to do that. Well, it's exciting when people are in the office, isn't it? Because I've done just weekend shifts and it feels like yes. no one. It, no one's it, there. When no one's in the office, it feels like it's just you and no one's there. But when you're there Monday to Friday, it's like, oh, this is it. We're happening here. You know, the, the sales team's there, promotion's yes. there. It's buzzing. It's a different vibe, yeah. isn't it? It, oh, it massively is. It, it, like, it, yeah. I find, I find it super weird to go out and like get a coffee and no one's there. It's still at, you know, 11 o'clock and you're like, oh. Well, it's a weekend. Is anyone listening here? Are we good? Yep. Anyone? Are we on? Are, Are we, we on? on? Are we on? Are we good? But actually, you get fun tweets from people and that's really fun too because when I was in Canberra, I think Canberra doesn't tweet very much, but doing a national show, people tweet you all the time and it's it's so like, oh, there is people listening, obviously. And just that, I don't know, it's exciting. And that's a great way you can use that on the show as well through uh, your social media. Yeah, true. You know, a bit more direct and chatting to people. So when you fill in for two day, how do you slot in with these other shows? And, you know, they've got their groove going on. They're working every single yeah. day. And then that must be tough to come in on someone else's show. Yeah. I was like, first time I was like, what's my role in this? How do I sit in this? And I was like, I just got to be myself and just use this opportunity to learn as much as I can and I guess make the other people shine as much as I can, figure out how to do that, but let them go and add when you can. Like I, I really feel like it's not my position to sort of take over or put things on the board. I sort of bring things and I'm like, if you want them, that's fine. If not, that's also fine. Because, I mean, Ed Cavalier is a genius. I'm so obsessed with him. I think he knows that and he's like, oh, fuck off, Tanya. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, oh, God, there's a fan in the studio. Get out. No, he's not. He's lovely. He's, he's an incredible human being. I feel like I've learned so much just from sort of being in the studio and being around him. And Grant Tanya like the loveliest man. He's so delightful and, you know, I don't know. He's, he's really inspiring too. And that whole team are really, really great. Do you still get nervous? Because even me thinking about yes. sort of slotting in on <laughs> Today FM <laughs> breakfast, you know, I think I, I feel a little bit nervous for you. Like, are you, how do you deal with those nerves? Um, well, once you get there, it's fine. You right. know, when you're like, oh, gotcha. I just don't want to stuff this up. I just really want to do a really good job for the audience. You know, because you want to make sure that you're creating a good environment for the, your co-hosts. Like you want them to feel comfortable. So you've got to feel comfortable. And, and I think knowing it's not about me makes it easier, if that makes sense. Like this is not about me. This is about them. Slot in, try and sound as good as you can. It's always one of those things too, that after you, you do get nervous and then you're right. Once you're on air and you're doing it, you feel fine. And then when you're finished, you kind of... You're happy you did it. You know what I mean? You're happy you're there. Oh, man. It's like the greatest elation ever. You're just buzzing? It's also like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But working with them is like, they're really great. So they, they're like, obviously like, oh, you know, this chick's coming in and this, this is a big deal for her. And they're really accommodating to that, I think, is also what's really, really helpful. They're, they're really chill. They're really like, how can we help you? And, and really warm and really supportive and and laugh at my jokes. I know that sounds dumb, but it really supports me and makes me perform better. 
like you're working with a really, really great team. You definitely need that. And I mean, the reason I'm excited for you, and I know a lot of people that I, when I put it out there and I said I was going to have you on the podcast, I think the reason why people genuinely love you in a, in a radio sense is because you've done it from the bottom. You know what I mean? You've started from a, <laughs> yeah. a small regional station. You've done the moves. You're one of these people that have, have done the hard yards. And now to see you get an opportunity to do national weekend breakfast and even filling in for today FM breakfast, that is huge. And that's what a lot of people aspire to do. So I feel like they look towards you and go, that's, you know, you've, you've set a, a standard and, and, a way of people to be able to achieve that. Do you know what I mean? So they get excited for you. Do you feel like there's a bit of a cheer squad out there for you? Oh, I hope so. Cause I don't know. It'd be nice to think that people want me to do well. You know, it's, there's nothing worse than people wanting you to fail. <laughs> That's a bad feeling. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like I really have started from the ground up. Like I started at new FM um, as a volunteer, I just like went in there one day and I was like, can I please work here? And they were like, well, no, you don't have any training. Can I, I ask, like, Fair how, enough. how old were you then, Tanya? Was this going back? 26. Like, well, that's still pretty late to start. Some people get in with Yeah, absolutely. Like 19, so 26. What, what made you go by the age of 26 that I want a gun for radio? This is it. This is me. Well, I was working and this is literally all in my book. So if you Oh, well, just listen to this. Hey, don't even buy it. Um, You've plugged the book a couple of times. You're slipping it into day-to-day conversations with everyone that you chat to. Hi, can I please get a uh, sandwich? I I wrote about that sandwich in my book, which you should totally (laughs) download and buy right now. (laughs) Oh, no. I'll try and chill. Um, No, so, yeah, I I guess I I was working on a musical theatre show. I was working on Mary Poppins the musical for Disney and I was dressing, like putting costumes on, you know, entertainers and dancers and that. And I was backstage one day and I was just, you know, making stupid jokes. And one of the girls in the ensemble was like, you should be in radio. And I was like, ha, oh, maybe I should be on radio. Cause I was doing a bit of stand up and I just wasn't getting any joy from it. And I think the reason I wasn't, it was because I was really missing the teamwork and the yes and you know, from, from having a partner, like yep. a co-announcer or a, or a, someone else to bounce with. And, um, that's when I, yeah, I quit dressing. I moved from Sydney back to Newcastle, worked at New FM. And when I say worked, I mean, volunteered at New FM for months and months and months. Um, and then I got the call up and moved to NXFM. Uh, Jace Allen gave me that opportunity. And you know what? He called me, he said, um, I'm going to give you this opportunity um, but I don't know if I'm actually able to. So give me two weeks. And those two weeks, I was so like, oh my God, I have to get this job. I have to get this job. And it was just literally paneling Fifi and Jules and Dan and Maz and making sure the ads went out. You know what I mean? Like it literally wasn't even an on-air job. I just, you know, I just wanted it so bad. And he called me whilst I was getting a pap smear. And I said to the doctor, <laughs> I was like, I'm taking this call. <laughs> I'm taking this. I've waited for this for two weeks. And uh, yeah, I got the job. But, you know, honestly, if he had said, you're going to be cleaning the radio station I would have taken it because I just wanted to be at NXFM so Jace Allen he was the program director at NXFM at the time is that right yeah okay and now he's the content director at Today FM in in Sydney so he's kind of overseeing a bit of stuff there with your weekend show so you got the job there at NX off the back of the pap smear so that's good news (laughs) (laughs) and then so how long how long were you there and what is how long were you there before you Um, moved on and got on air three months I was doing like uh, mid-dawns or like, you know, 10 till 12 o'clock at night, Jace would um, let me do on air. And then eventually I got on weekends and then, uh, yeah, I was demoing with like Dan Hill. Okay. Well, when I, you say you got on weekends, were you doing music shifts, Tanya? 
Yeah, music. Yeah, yeah, jocks. Yeah, jockey. What? Yeah. I didn't know that about you. I'd love to hear oh, terror. you. I was a terror. I can oh. I send it to you. I recorded all of it because I was so excited that I was on air. <laughs> I would love to hear these music shifts of you because you're great on air with the show. I'm trying to pitch you to a, a music shift. It was, like, it was like so bad. I was not good. And Jace was so lovely. <laughs> I got there. I think I was okay. It's just, I wasn't very good technically. Right. I was really bad on the panel. Um, Incidentally, still bad on the panel. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so th- I was probably there for about three months and then I moved to Griffith and it was so weird because, you know, like it's a town of 30,000 people. It's just like one street and so much Italian food. I lived in an actual meth lab. Like it didn't have windows. It was just like an actual meth lab. And then uh, I did eight months there. And how strange is this, Gondi? I wrote, because I have this weird dream board thing because I'm crazy. I wrote on the dream board Toowoomba. And Mickey Ma called me and he goes, hey, mate, do you want to go to Toowoomba? And I was like, no way. I wrote it on the board. <laughs> you dreamt of Toowoomba? Well, I just knew that from that, Griffith right, to that Toowoomba, was, yeah. that would have been a good <laughs> market change. Like I knew I wasn't going to go Griffith, Melbourne. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I knew there'd be a few steps in between. Oh, um, dream big, Tanya. But, you know, yeah. you, it's a, an achievable dream. And, and that is weird, isn't it? So so Mickey Ma calls you Toowoomba. You had it written oh, down. He said, you want to audition? He didn't give it to me. Oh, I wasn't just <laughs> I on the spot? Audition. Okay, right. Yeah. Okay. And I, I I did the demo with Hamish and he's a frigging legend. He's still, I think he's still in Toowoomba. Yeah. Um, and then I did 18 months in Toowoomba and, um, and then I moved to Canberra. And then obviously at the end of last year, I moved from Canberra to... Um, weekends. I will say I don't have anything against Toowoomba. If you're listening in Toowoomba, I've done those kind of stations as well. There's nothing wrong with that. I just thought dreaming of Toowoomba uh, was an <laughs> interesting dream. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify for anyone going, hey, <laughs> hey, I like Toowoomba. I'm here. I like Toowoomba. Uh, so what then, regional markets have you done? I feel like have you done? Are you are you just like straight up metro? No, I did. Uh, I did Esperance in WA, which is this tiny oh, little town. Right. Uh, seven yeah. hours south of WA. I did afternoons there. And then I did the breakfast show there for a year solo. Uh, that was an interesting experience, hosting a breakfast show wow. by yourself. Mate, I had some great segments, Tanya. Oh, man. you could were pro- they? You could probably like take benchmarks. some. Oh, yeah, you could, oh, I'm writing them down. Oh, mate. I did things like uh, World Record Wednesday, where <laughs> I would read a world record off the World Guinness World Records website. <laughs> word for it. Word for word. Um, so that was a, that was a highlight on a Wednesday. Um, like a sting or like. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had yeah, an opener yeah. made and everything. It's uh Gaundy's world record Wednesday and it was just literally me. I would hate to hear some of the audio from back then. This is going back. I'd say. How 12. old were you? Oh, I was 19, 20. Oh wow. Yeah. See, you've been in the game forever. So I went from Esperance to Melbourne. Mm. Um, and got a job on the street team at Fox in Melbourne and kind of worked my way up through, through there. So, um, yeah, but I've done the, the smaller stations for sure. And it's good. It's, uh, it's where it's I did. Good. Mate, when I was in Esperance, I'd, I was the production guy. I was the, wow. I, was, I, I remember making ads for barbecues galore. Um, yes. I, I was the car guy for the breakfast show when I was doing the afternoons. Like you, you literally do absolutely everything there. And, and you live and breathe it. You know, you live, you go to the parties, you go to this, you wake up the next day, you're doing the OB at Harvey Norman. Yeah. You, you know, then you're the packing up still on the Monday and you're in there for the production meetings. And yeah, like there's something great about, like I, I still like look back on Griffith and Toowoomba with such incredible memories. Like I feel like I learned so much there. 
And I wouldn't give that opportunity. Like I wouldn't give that up for the world. Because a lot of people say to me, they're like, oh gosh, we're in, you know, Griffith or Toowoomba and say it in this negative way. And I'm like, why? I learned so much there and it was awesome. And, you know, I never would have moved or lived in Griffith or Toowoomba if it wasn't for radio. And I got to have really interesting, bizarre experiences that have shaped so much of my adult life and I'm really grateful for it. And the further you climb up the radio chain as well, the less of that kind of stuff you get to do, which is good because you get to focus on the on-air and the stuff that you want to do, but you get a bit of understanding for when you get to the bigger stations, what each individual person does because you've done it. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. It gets you, it gets you a bit of perspective, which is good. And, uh, and so, yeah, so you went to Canberra from there and then uh, a couple of years there and then to land. So how did the weekend stuff come about then? When you're wrapping up in Canberra, you're there with Ryan John and uh, he went to 92.9 in Perth. And then, so how did the weekend stuff sort of start to come about for you? I think I was sort of like, oh, you know, I, I you know, I, I feel like I want to stretch my wings a bit. I feel like uh, I can't do what I want to do in Canberra. I just felt like a lot of my opportunities were in Sydney and I felt like I couldn't do that properly, if that makes sense. And I, yeah, I just had other opportunities that I really wanted to explore and I did want to finish my book and I knew I needed uh, a lot of time to, no, oh my God. Another plug. <laughs> uh, she slipped so it true. in. Didn't take so long. True. <laughs> well, mate, that's integration. Learned that in regionals. Um <laughs> But how good's that, that you, you done, you've done enough and I know your socials help out, but you, you know, you pride yourself on your radio work, not just your socials getting you to where you are. Yeah. Well, you know what, G, people uh, say to me, they're like, oh, you're that um, digital girl who does radio now. I'm like, no. The reason that I do digital is because I was bored in the afternoons in regional markets because I didn't have a lot of friends and the hours are really shit, you know, so I was bored in the afternoon. So I started making content because... That's my hobby. That's my passion. That's what I like. That's what I do. I have an acting degree. You know, comedy is my background as well. So I was, I always get sort of cranky when people think that I'm a digital girl who got into radio. No issue if you are that, but I've worked really, really hard in radio. Like, you know, I was that person in on a Sunday afternoon in Griffith. I used to start the, you know, the day at four, finish on air at nine, be there till 12, go home and come back in at 5 p.m. You know, and I was sending out my air checks to everybody and I was listening and I was writing it down and working really hard to get better. I was in Toowoomba going to Brisbane to meet the CD so I could get more advice as to how to get better. That's the lengths you've got to go to. That, and that's the thing. And people often ask me or say to me, why aren't I progressing quicker? Like I know a guy, well, I hope he doesn't hear this. I know a guy on the back when I was working on the Fox Street team. He's still there. And this was like eight, nine wow, years yeah. ago. And I say to him, well, what, you know, he goes, oh, you know, I'd like to get on air. He's been saying that for, I'd like to get on air. I said, well, what have you done? Have you actually, I remember when I got my job at Fox on the street team from working in Esperance, uh, the minute I got an opportunity, I was in the studio recording stuff, doing whatever mm-hmm. I could. And I took it to the program director at the time and he gave me some feedback after a few weeks or a few months of, of giving it to him. And the minute he gave me feedback, I went straight back into the studio, made the changes he said. Yep. And that afternoon yep. I went back and went, here's the changes. I said, yes. I said, here's the stuff you just told me to go do. And he goes, what, you've done it already? I said, yeah, I'm jumping straight mm-hmm. in there. Like hungry. I, I want to get on, like get me on. So yeah, you've got to be yes. hungry. You've got to be go hungry. really hungry and you've got to really want it. Like I used to, so when I started in Radio at New, obviously I was volunteering 
no, you know, everyone's working. No one, like I literally didn't know how to do radio. I didn't know how to turn the computer on. I didn't know how to speak into the microphone. I didn't know how to record. I didn't know what, like how to play the songs. It was just buttons. And I used to go in on a Saturday morning when Tom Whitaker was on, who was Draco, um, on the air on Ash London Live. And he's a gem. And I used to go in there and be like, can you please show me how to do radio? And he would like, you know, in the, in the news breaks, come down and teach me stuff. And then he would finish for the afternoon and then like spend his time out of work teaching someone he barely knew how to do radio. And, you know, and then I would send it to the CDs and I'd, you know, you just, you've got to be desperate and like beg, borrow and steal. And, you know, Tom Whittick is one of my best friends to this day and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him. And he's also got a chapter in your book, I believe as well, which uh, you can pre-download right now at this link uh, that Tanja's about to give. No, but you do need those, you need those people helping you uh, along the way. So that is nice of uh, Tom to to help you, you know. You know, um, I always think, um, of myself in that situation. So when people come into the station and that obviously doesn't happen because I'm like on weekends, whenever people come in, I always want to give them help. Like I'm like, Oh, I was helped. So like, how can I help you? Like, send me your air check. I don't, I'm not really good at air checking, but like what I can do, I'll help you because you know, you know, it's sort of like paying it forward. A hundred percent. One hundred Do you feel like that? Yeah, definitely. And I learned that from a guy that I worked with. Um, I worked on Pete Hellier's show at Triple M in Melbourne and uh, a guy by the name of Richard Marsland. He. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Richard, he, name. he was the anchor panel op guy and I learned a lot from, from Richard. Uh, he taught me that and he used to, when people used to ask questions, I, I remember this kid wrote a letter into Richard asking ha- how to get into radio and he wrote like a full letter back and inviting him mm. in and said he'd help him yeah. out. So wherever he got the chance, he, he definitely helped people along the way. hundred percent. You've got yeah, to do it. I think that's like how radio evolves as well. Like you look to the older people or the more experienced people to help you. Cause Tom was actually three years younger than me. So it wasn't necessarily an age thing so much as he'd had afters and he'd yeah, done a Tom's year a, on Tom's a little radio prodigy, you know, Tom is he just, loves radio. he's in I it. I love radio nerds. I'm such a radio nerd. <laughs> hey, radio and nerds. And so are you. Yeah, I am. Hence well, this podcast. Hence the podcast. Exactly. I, I do go mad for it. Hey, uh, so you mentioned it just quickly there. Who's some people that you, let's, let's maybe focus a bit more on air. Who's some people that you look up to? Because... I don't know if you, I think you'll take this as a compliment. I kind of hear you on air and you are your own person. I know, but I kind of think Chrissy Swan. Oh my God. That's the biggest compliment. I love her so much. I think Chrissy Swan, I think you're like a young Chrissy Swan. Oh God, I'll take that. I love her. She's actually a bit of a mentor to me. Um, We mess well. I more message her Uh, just asking her like radio tidbits and, and questions. And this is actually feeds back into itself as to what we were just talking about then is that, you know. I guess she identified with me and she was like, Hey, if there's anything I can ever do for you, just message me. Here's my number. She put her number in my phone. And she's like, literally, I'd love to help you out. And this is like, I really want to be that for somebody else. Like I really want, cause like without her, I feel like I, I wouldn't be developing as quickly. So it's really important for us people who've been in the industry to, to help support other people. Chrissy Swan icon legend. I think she's brilliant. I love her. She's so warm in person, warm on the air. And she, she gives so much of her life. And I feel like I, definitely do the same thing. I love Fifi Box. I've been following Fifi Box's career forever. I still remember the first Fifi and Jules show because they took over from Hamish and Andy and I was doing a, a casting for a TV show. <laughs> Didn't get it. Spoiler alert. Yeah. 
and uh, I was in the car and I was like, oh, this is, this is the show after, you know, Hamish and Andy. And I was listening and I couldn't get out of the car and it was their first show. And ever since then, I was like, I want to make radio so good that I make people late for their work. Like, cause this is, I just was so, I'm just so, I, I love Fifi. That says a lot um, about someone's first show. You know, that's, uh, yeah, that's good for I them. I just found both of them really enigmatic and interesting. And they were talking about a stapler. I still remember it. I was in Sydney. I was in Surrey Hills. Like I remember it so vividly. And cause she was such a boss woman. I was like, Oh, I want to be like this when I'm on the air. Like if I ever get to be on the air, you know? Well, Fifi's another one that's done the, she did all the, the regional radio, you know, that kind yes. of stint as well. And then moved in and, and And how weird with Jules, because you mentioned that your first ever radio job was in Newcastle paneling, their show when uh, Jules yes. was on. And then what, just last year, you're doing National Weekend Breakfast with the guy. That must have been a spin out. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, it was super weird. It was so weird. Um, he's actually kind of like weirdly responsible for my videos as well. That's a sidebar. Do you oh. want to know that? Story? Is that really boring? No, no. So, I, it's a podcast, mate. We can chat about anything and everything. So how did... Yeah, how and did then you can he, edit this out. <laughs> not, not at all. Not at all. I'm leaving it all in. So how did he help you get onto the videos? Because I, like I have said that you are, you pride yourself on your radio work, but the, the content that you produce online, it, it certainly goes hand in hand with radio. So, and, and yeah, it, it does help you progress. Derivative of radio. You know Definitely, what I mean? Like yeah. it's... It all feeds into itself. If I've had an idea on the radio, I just go, oh, how could that be turned into digital? So I'm not like recreating any content. I'm just recontextualizing it and reusing it. And then I'll turn that into an article as well. I just think if you've got great content, why not make it work for you? And, and then, you know, share it around and use it on every vessel you can. But as for Jules... I feel like I've name dropped all the way through this fucking podcast like a wanker. I don't mean to. No, Holy it's, shit. it's just people that you've worked with, but you do have a book and people can download it ah! uh, <laughs> on pre-order right now uh, where you mentioned oh, some people as well. God damn it. No, so Jules, <laughs> I, I, oh, you know what? I was in Toowoomba and I was bored in the afternoons and I was like, oh, maybe I, cause I did, I did presenting at NIDA and I, I really thought I'd be a TV presenter at some point and it just obviously didn't work out. Yeah. And, um, I thought, oh, you know, I've got these afternoons free. Maybe I could go to Brisbane and do some castings for being a, a TV presenter. And I put together a, a show reel and I sent it to Jules and I was like, oh my God, like he works for the network. And at this time he was doing the show with Emma. Friedman? Yep. The, oh gosh, what was it called? I can't remember. Oh, it was the, it was the gossip. Scooper. It was the gossipy kind of show. Yeah. Scoopler show. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh God, like he probably will be like, who, who is this idiot sending me unsolicited stuff? But I was like, oh, I'm just going to send it to him anyway. And I sent it to him and he wrote back, can I call you? And I was like, fuck. Like, he's going to be like, who are you? Don't send me unsolicited mail. Like, what is this? And I was like, shit, shit, shit. And I was like, yeah, this is my number. And he called me and I was I felt like I was going to throw up because I was like, oh God, like he's probably going to like, yeah, tell me it's shit. And, and he goes, you're really good at this. Like you're, you've, there's something about you. And I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> like, I can't believe this is happening. And he was like, but I don't think you should be a presenter. I think that you should just do two minute, really funny, really relatable stuff. Two minute videos, put them on Facebook. Don't put them on YouTube because the future is digital. This is in 2015, by the way. Like Jules is so advanced. Like he... Like, how, how, oh, he's ahead of the like game. How, how did he know that? Yeah. Anyway, I was like, oh, okay. Like I didn't really think anything of it. I was like, oh, that's, you know, sure. And he goes, don't just say sure to me, make it and then send it to me. And I was like, oh, okay. So I sort of became answerable at this point for content to Jules Lund, who 
you know, I'd listened to, paneled his show, saw him on Getaway. And, and when I went to NIDA, he was the pinup boy, of course, because he's Jules Lund. Yeah. And uh, then I did it. And that first video went to 1.3 million views and I sent it to him and I showed him how many people watched it. And he was like, fuck. Wow. He was on the money <laughs> more than he thought. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, now keep going. And that was his next advice. He went, fuck, keep going. And um, I kept going ever since. And that was, yeah, three years ago. And I'm like so grateful because I never would have done that if he hadn't have told me to. I know you love it, but do you ever get to a point where you kind of like, now that you've got say over a million people on Facebook, is it, is there added pressure to make stuff better than the last? You know, when you first start out and you're just doing stuff for fun <laughs> yeah, and whatever, yeah. and you know, your audience is building and then next thing you know, you've got a million people and you're like, oh shit. Um, I hope this is, uh, you know, I hope they like this just as much as the last one. Does the, does the pressure build at all? Does it lose a bit mm. of the fun at all? It did for a while. Like I was like, oh God, I've got all these people. Like I don't want to be shit or be unfunny or try too hard or, you know, you know, it goes through your head. And then I was like, nah, fuck it. I, I started this because I just love content and I really like creating. I like making people laugh. I like, I'm just passionate about making things. Like some people go horse riding or do macrame and I just like to <laughs> create funny things and make videos and, and be creative. So I was like, this is, I'm not getting paid for a lot of this, most of this. So I've got to get something out of this and I get true joy out of it. And if people don't like it, that's their prerogative. Um, and yeah, some of it isn't going to be as good as the other, but I've just like, I've got to keep making. I just always want to be moving forward and uh, trying to evolve, which is why I'm doing so many more different video series because I'm, I'm trying to mm, grow myself and challenge myself because I don't want to get bored. If there's one thing I know about you, it's that you just can't relax, mate. You're not great on holidays nah, and nah. you need to just be constantly making and creating and doing stuff. But at the end of the day, if you had to choose one thing, if you had to burn everything else and pick between doing the, the digital videos, the bits of TV that you get to do or the, or the radio, <laughs> what's your number one? What are you, what are you sticking by? Well, see, I always think that they bleed into each other. So, uh, okay. And I said that before. Like I did say like they all bleed into each other. Like yes. the digital is two-minute content, which is ultimately radio. True. All my articles are, yeah. could be read in two minutes because they're basically radio. I feel but, like you've been asked this before and last time you were asked about it, you might have been annoyed about the question. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can read you like a book, Tanya. And you've Mate, got a book I which feel, you can I'm pre. So <laughs> <laughs> yes. you can actually that was very good. That can, was good. You can pre-download. Maybe now. radio. Maybe radio. Maybe radio. Because because uh, it has the live elements that digital doesn't. Although you can do Facebook Live, but fuck that. I hate Facebook Live. Uh, uh, writing. I'm dyslexic, so I'm not like amazing at it. Mm. Uh, but I think my best skill is is verbal. Uh, some air checks would suggest otherwise. You're probably radio. <laughs> It is radio <laughs> podcast, so I was kind of hoping for that answer. So then people go, see, she does love radio. It's not all about the other stuff. Uh, but it is like, but, but, but I, I love, I don't know. Would people ever think that I didn't love radio? I don't think I so, do mate. I do love radio. I don't think so at all. Uh, I like, I still wake up, G, mm. even though I'm not on full-time breakfast, I wake up and write down the ideas that I would have for that day, even though I don't do them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Well, that yeah. keeps you, but that keeps you going. And you, I guess you need to do that because when you move into back into a full-time show, uh, you need to keep that I just don't want to lose the muscle. You and know that, what I'm saying? That, and that's that full-time muscle. And that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. I think you, you've just got to keep making good stuff. And I think that's all I really care about right now on digital writing, whatever I do. I just want to make really great stuff that I'm really passionate about making. 
if it's great and I love it and people respond and it's, that's all that really matters. I just want to make good, good radio. I want to tell good stories. I want to hear good stories on the radio. I don't know. That's, that's it. The people that listen to this podcast, is that what you would recommend to them if they're trying to climb that ladder? Just focus on the content and making good stuff, you know, forget the other stuff. There's a lot of things that can happen at a radio station and you can get caught up in, but is that your number one go-to piece of advice? Worry about the content? Yep. Just focus on making really good, engaging stuff. Make sure you make people late for work because they can't get out of the car because the content is that good that they are willing to be late to work. Mate, no better words to finish on than that from Tanya Hennessy. And uh, we've mentioned it a couple of times, Tanya. The book. When is it out? (laughs) Shit! Where can we get it? Tell us about the book. Okay, it's out on June the 13th. You can buy it in Kmart. Yeah. Oh, how good is that? Um, I know, I died. Um, um, Kmart, Target, Big W, Dimmix, and you can pre-order it online if you really want to. There's a bunch of stuff about radio. Evidently, I've told a lot of the stories in the book in this podcast, so maybe save yourself 13 bucks or however. <laughs> I think it maybe it's 15. I don't 20 bucks? I don't even know how much it is. Uh, again, I don't even care about the money because publishing, you make no money, but also I wanted to make it because I wanted to make something really good. So the money doesn't really interest me. The quality is what interests me. So buy it if you want to. Don't buy it if you don't want to. <laughs> but it's called Am I Doing This Right? That's a good sell. Don't buy it if you don't want to. Uh, I'm sure people will. <laughs> My publisher's <laughs> like, ha, ah, Tanya, that's not ideal. Don't encourage people to don't do what they don't want to do. Uh, but it is number <laughs> one. It is number one on pre-order, uh, that which is huge. So, uh, you know, people are interested in your story, which is why I wanted to get you on this podcast. And it's just great to have you on. Thanks for chatting with oh me, Oh, my Tanya. God. Dude, it's my pleasure. You know I love you. I'm obsessed with you. I just think you're super talented. And I just, I, just, I just genuinely think you're a really warm, nice person. And I, I, I really like you. I think you're fascinating too. I was always told not to give a compliment once you get one because it sounds weird. But uh, back so at you. So true. Back at yes. you, Tanya Hennessy is what I was, will say. We did a well, two hopefully week. Hopefully we can work together on air again. Well, we did a two week stint. We did a, a summer breakfast show at the start of this year. And I've got to say it was two of the most fun weeks I had because yes. um, not only did I, I learn a lot from you uh, from being on air with you, but um, it was just an all round good time. And at, at the end of the day, that's what radio should be, an all round good time. Tanya Hennessy. You've got to have fun. you got to have And we had so much fun. We P.S. Did. I feel like we've wrapped this up like 15 times. Get out on the high, Gondi. Get out on the high. But that is the high. The summer breakfast show was the high of the year and we started early, but that uh, no, was a good time. And hopefully we can work together again at some point. That'd be great. So true. The Radio Randomly Podcast. Hosted by Gondi and produced by Gia Moylan. Chatting randomly to radio people about radio.